All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosen. The show starts now. Will tonight be the night for Austin Matthews hit 50 for just the second time in his NHL career? We'll soon find out. It's time for the Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano, Nick Alberga, and Jay Rosehill, who seems to be getting better by the day, which is great to hear. What's going on, Rosie? Clipping along, baby. Feeling human right about now. It's nice, man. What a waste of, of jet fuel and time and money being out here, not enjoying it. It was... uh. It was shitty. I wasn't myself, man. It was uh, a big waste, but I'm better now. So I'm just ready to crank on her for the last 24 hours here. Yeah. If you recall, we had a conversation yesterday afternoon where you were just debating life and wondering why you took a trip with uh, 15 people, was it? Uh, So it's good to see and hear that you're on the mend. I could tell as soon as we got on the call this morning, you were feeling chipper. You were good to go. Maybe it's because Matthews is uh, gunning for 50 tonight at uh, your favorite bar in Mullet Arena. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see why he couldn't do it against that dump hole of a franchise. I mean, he can score against everyone else in a plethora of ways. So I, I, I see him getting it. I don't see why he wouldn't bet on that tonight. Go get Minus it. Minus 140. Minus 140 is what that number is looking like, by the way. Yeah, I understand why. It makes sense. It's not even that bad. It's very juiced. It's very juiced. I mean, to think somebody's going to score with relative ease, that's what that number is implying, but it is Austin Matthews. I mean, he does have 49 goals in 53 games, so looking forward to seeing if he can do it in front of family and friends. It's like uh, the Leafs listen and watch this show because uh, about an hour before we came on air, they announced some news on Joseph Wall. He's been sent to the Marlies on a conditioning assignment, so you're going to get your wish, I guess, in the next week or so here. 
Yes, that makes sense. He's probably ready to rock. I bet you he plays three games down there. And up he comes, ready to rock. What do you think? Let's look ahead at the schedule. Like I'm I'm trying to think of when a Joseph Wall they- return it makes sense. It's not gonna happen on this road trip. They got uh Arizona, Vegas, Colorado still left. Then they're back home Tuesday against Vegas, Thursday. Uh, Alex Kerfoot, his video tribute is going to be something special. So maybe it's that game. Maybe it's one of those two games, Vegas or Arizona, Tuesday or Thursday. When when would you put him in there? Assuming everything goes well in the minors, of course. Yeah, well, you got to look at the Marley's schedule too. Do they have a Thursday, uh, Saturday, Sunday schedule, something like that? He could play in those and kind of reevaluate after the first one okay are you ready for a second one and then decide are you ready for back-to-backs and hey you're ready to rock you got two days before um the wednesday game is it colorado that'd be a tough one to throw them in but whatever they're gonna i think they're gonna get in two three games on the marlies and then uh get them back set up get them in a good solid practice where you're the number one in the net and and do your routine from there so it's 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 a week away max is, is what i think and it's yeah. good, man. I, I don't want to build it up too much. Let him come back. He's been out a long time. So, you know, I got high hopes, and but I wouldn't say high expectations. And he's been out for a while. He's going to want to get his his timing and his game back and get that, you know, get feeling normal, get feeling himself. So I give him three games before you start judging how he's performing after his comeback here. Yeah, I don't have the Marley schedule in front of me, but I mean, they're going to play at least two games, you would think. Um in terms of games they have remaining, uh, Arizona Wednesday, the Leafs, then they visit, uh, obviously, Arizona today, then Vegas tomorrow, then Colorado on Saturday before they come home for a five-game homestand starting Tuesday against Vegas. Um, I'm looking at that Thursday game against Arizona. I just don't think you want to throw them in there against the defending Stanley Cup champions as his first game back. And I just documented everything yesterday. I think it's going to be a hard game tonight. They do not play Arizona well. Uh, Alex Kerfoot's returning. You know he's going to score, get a point at least in that game. So that's probably the game I'd identify because I got the Rangers on the Saturday after that too. Well, it'd be tough for Wall to to be in there and to get cold when they're going to stop the game for Kerfoot and not to pick up all the rose petals <laughs> and everything. And his family is going to want to come out and they'll introduce his grandparents <laughs> and stuff. So you know you don't want him to have to play through that. So maybe the next game's more likely. Those video tributes will get you. Uh, thank you to producer Vic for writing in as well. Friday, Saturday, Wednesday slate for the Toronto Marlies. So that's that's curious because if, if it's a if it's a back to back, you would think Wall's going to start one of those. We know analytics, and maybe he starts the Wednesday one too, right? Because I thought they would have three and three this weekend. So maybe we don't see him for an extended period of time. The other kicker on this too, Rosie is like, I know the media is going to make a bigger story than it is, and we're going to do probably the same thing, but what do you do now with Martin Jones when Joseph Wall's back? So I think as long as they can continue to build this and grow it and try to keep a guy like Wall down there as long as possible or whatever it is, I think it's going to become a bigger storyline is what they do with Martin Jones. I think it's pretty simple. You put him on waivers, he gets picked up, he gets picked up. I I don't see a scenario where the Leafs can have three goalies on their roster. It wouldn't make sense to me, you know? Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked at their cap implications um, once everyone's activated. Um, I can't say I've been crunching those numbers down here. But no, I think you put them on waivers and I don't know, uh, go through the league. Would are, are people in dire straits of a guy like him? I feel like more people are trying to make room rather than add a yeah. third ring, maybe potential second ring type of goalie. 
I think you could sneak them through waivers. And yeah, if you lose them, I mean, it's not like it's September right now, you know, you're, you're, you're hopefully you're healthy and, and you go forward and you know, that might make them look at the Marley's goalies a little closer and say, well, do we sneak a guy in here and give some games up and, uh, you know, see if we do need to to get in a jam. If we lose, lose Jones, do we have someone that can be up to that task? And obviously in the rest of the season, you think that that player would just be backing up. I can't imagine both their goalies, Samsonov and Wall will be going down in the next couple months. Uh, that would be a disaster. So I don't think you can really freak out about losing him on waivers. I think he's got to go on him. It's a gamble you have to take. Um, I think you make a good point that it is deadline time. So teams trying to create cap space, uh, you know, whichever way they can. And maybe you sort of finagle things through there and then you wait closer and closer. And that that's when you put Jones on waivers. Like I could foresee a scenario where they have a couple of days where they have three goalies on the roster. And after that, you make that decision. But again, it just doesn't make sense to hold three goalies for rest of season purposes. And, you know, Martin Jones has done his job. He's been excellent. Uh, it would be a shame to lose him, but I think they foresaw this predicament uh, when everything happened with Joseph Wool, what, 10 weeks ago. So uh, they're, it seems like they're at an impasse a bit and uh, very, very curious to see what, what transpires because I think you make a, a really, really good point. Teams are looking to create cap space, not at it. So maybe they can find a way to sneak them through again. Yeah, not very well. I mean, just... I don't know for the amount of players that go on, on waivers, people don't get picked up all that often. It's True. it's just something that doesn't happen all that often. I know goaltenders are different, but yeah, I feel like, I don't feel like I can't think of anyone in, in the league. That's just like, Oh man, if, if Martin Jones comes on, like we need him, we're going to snatch him up. Like jo- Martin Jones has served his purpose. And then some for us, he, he did and fulfilled the, the need exactly how we had predicted we may need him to do such a thing. Um, our number one goes down for an extended period of time. He, you know, our net, our other guy can't even stop a beach ball at the time. Like he was very needed and he rattled off some, some big performances. He got us some big wins. He kept us in the standings and he has earned his money and served his purpose. And then some, so if he does, if that's the last we see for him, I'll salute him and say, thank God for you and much appreciated. And I hope you the best on the Marlies and, and in the future, and I hope you stay in the NHL because because he deserves it, man. He when we signed him up, it's like, hey, this is good just in case, and just in case absolutely happened this year, and he was perfect. So you know, the people that don't really love giving uh, tree living props right now, it, it's hard to argue with that one, man. Hats off to to that move because it worked out perfectly, and I don't know where we'd be if if they didn't pull that thing off. The old uh, thank you for your services, but I couldn't agree more. Uh, insurance, it's been fantastic. We talk about the crease all the time. It's just been such a roller coaster in general with this team, but specifically in between the pipes where it's like, if you were to tell me this is how it's going to play out uh, in September, I would have been like, man, like that that's crazy. And this team would be in a tough predicament. But obviously, feeling good when you have a guy like Austin Matthews, right? 49 goals, speaking of which. Got a very, very fun guest today, Chris Cuthbert, who will be calling this game for Sportsnet Wednesday Night Hockey, Mullet Arena. Matthews Gunning for 50 will be our guest here, Rosie, in about 20 minutes from now. Yeah, that'll be nice. I want to pick uh, pick his brain. I, he's a great guy to have, man. His voice is great. It's recognizable. He's solid. He doesn't piss anybody off. Everything that he does is just solid and agreeable. Very good at his job. And like you say, you know, you got those franchises where there's just voices of the team and he's became one of those for, for the Maple Leafs, you know, whether it's the, 
Sportsnet, CBC, Hockey Night, uh, all the, it's hard to keep him in track these yeah. days, but he kind of covers the gamut of it for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs for most of the national and regional games. And I think it is a fantastic job. I love hearing his voice. There's not one time where I've been like, God, would this guy just stop? I mean, I had to watch this last game on the American feed <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Was it painful? Like, couldn't get anyone's name right. Like, just, just like, a guy like Cuthbert, you li- listen to the, the game and it's just, you're just part of the game. You don't even notice. And he's just doing the play by play really nicely. And then you, you get on a bad guy. You don't really notice how good the good ones are until you listen to a bad one. And good Lord, it, it's a hard profession, difficult job, and he does it fantastically. So it'll be fun to pick his brain and, and see how he goes about his business. Yeah, absolute legend. That's the one thing I want to ask. I mean, not to date him, but he's been along for a long, uh, a long period of time. Who are some of the players that he looks at and says, you know, I called that guy or Austin Matthews. Where does he stack up to some of the best he's called a game for? I think that's really, really intriguing and really, really cool. So Chris Cuthbert coming up, the infamous call, I think is my favorite Chris Cuthbert call is 2010. Sidney Crosby, the Olympics in Vancouver, scoring the OT winner, I just thought was just unbelievable. And it just seems like CC hits every call, too. I want to ask him about that. His, his daily preparation as a broadcaster to call an NHL game at the Leafs Nation 401 here on YouTube, where you could subscribe again at the Leafs Nation 401. Hammer that like button. Hammer that subscribe button. Help us out. Leafs Morning Take. Wherever you find your podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Maybe something nice about Rosie and what he's wearing. Maybe today, that'd be fantastic. So appreciate that. Least morning take. Wherever you find your podcast, which leads us into the appetizer, brought to you by DoorDash. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25, all in uppercase. 25% off your first order with DoorDash, offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms apply. So uh, as you expected, and maybe I thought one game would be chipped away, it wasn't. The NHL, Rosie, released an 11-page memo, I'm not kidding, outlining decision to uphold the suspension to Morgan Riley. So he's going to sit out one last game in the desert, not a bad place to sit. You're really close to the ice. You can watch the game and he'll return in Vegas on Thursday. But what are your thoughts on it being upheld? Excuse me. I'm not surprised at all. You just get 11 pages of drivel of Gary in his friggin' fireplace room with a bottle of brandy, just squiggling lines down on paper, just useless nonsense, man. There's, there's just not a chance that anything is going to change. This is the NHL ran by Gary Bettman. Gary Bettman assigns the department of player, safety to George Peros to uphold the laws of the land and to hand down suspensions and disciplinary action. And then when he does that, there's an appeal. So it goes to Gary to say, am I going to go against the guy that I hired and then just completely bypass his irrelevant job? I guess if he's just going to go against it, it's never going to happen. And it's just, I don't even know why they do it. I think it's more so just so like a guy like Shanahan can go in there and and raise hell and knock his fist on the table and get pissed off and give a piece of his mind and walk out of there knowing nothing's going to change. But I'm not surprised in the slightest. Some of the, um, some of the comparables they threw up are, are ones that I haven't really seen before the Jeff Skinner one in particular, it's just an absolute slash festival with two <laughs> cross checks right up into the freaking mouth, like just staring at it and just with force. And it's like, that was three games this is five, but honestly, this day and age, I was 
thinking about six or seven from Morgan Riley. When it was five, I was fine with it. And when they challenged it, I thought there's not a chance in hell that's going down to four, let alone the fact that they always take like over a week to get back to you with their rebuttal on a challenge. And it's like the, the that's usually the the course of the suspension anyways. So at that point, it would just be giving the player some of his money back, which is completely irrelevant to almost everyone in the scenario, except for the player themselves. So I'm not, I don't know. I'm done with it. He's going to serve it and finish it off in Arizona. I did not expect, I think it's a bullshit system. They should have a guy on retainer that is ready. The hour they, they make the challenge. Why do I keep saying challenge? It's a, help me out here. It's an appeal. The guy should be sitting there on retainer with all the shit. As soon as the guy gets suspended, the guy on retainer should have all the comparables out in front of him. He should look at it. And as soon as that call comes in for an appeal, he should take, you know, uh, an afternoon, a half a day by the next morning, it should be an answer. This is a fucking NHL. Things happen fast. It's 2024 computers, internet, blah, blah, blah. You're telling me it takes a week to like, it's just a joke. It's just Gary doing whatever Gary wants in Gary's world because he can. So I don't know. I don't put too much stock into it. I know what's going to happen. I, the expectations are already set by him in my mind. The quotes in the report are kind of intriguing, too. Based on my review of the video of the incident, I find that Mr. Riley's actions were not merely careless or reckless. They were intentional. Goes on to say uh, this is not a case where Mr. Riley and Mr. Greg had been engaging with one another, nor was this an inadvertent high sticking during the course of play. Uh, Rather, as Mr. Riley himself acknowledged, he sought retribution for what he perceived to be a disrespectful act that he believed was intended to embarrass Toronto. So a bit of the breakdown there from Commissioner Bettman um in his ruling. The one thing, like he said, it was it was as vicious and as as powerful or strong or violent or something like that. But I mean, to to go against the Skinner one, the Skinner was just a bam right into the face. Riley's was more of a glance off the shoulder and then oh shit i'm up in the face he literally drops the stick out of his hands once so the force wasn't there it was there i mean this force was there but i mean to to try to act like that was the most violent and strong um attack and landing of the guy's face when compared to others was like he clearly let go of all the force in his hands once it got up into the face because it clearly wasn't his intention to go after the face so, I mean, I get it. You can't go in the face. I've already said all this. Like, yeah, you can't get a guy in the face. You got to be in control of your own stick. But if you want to break it down like Gary, I disagree. And I'm like, no, that wasn't the most forceful shot to the head because it wasn't intentionally at the head. That wasn't the initial impact, which he loves fucking saying. Yeah. The principal point of contact. Well, the principal <laughs> point of contact was not his head, Gary. It was his shoulder. And as soon as it went up to his head, he l- physically dropped the stick. So, Hence why I call his 11-page drivel just meaningless garbage. So, I don't know. Move on. Yeah, um, I think what softens the blow, too, is that they've won four in a row without Morgan Riley. Imagine the uproar if they were 0-4 and they couldn't find a win and they were buried in the standings. It would be much different. Although, like, Leafs fans have been very, very consistent. If you read social media, people are still pissed. I guess they care financially about Morgan Riley and the money he's losing, you know? Yeah, people are worried about his pocketbook. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. It's, uh, I don't know. And to, to go into like what we talked about yesterday, like why do they win without these guys? And I mean, I read some things that are like, it's simple. They get all the ice time, the big boys. They, the guy was even quoting my, my word, my word and my phrasing of calling them the big boys all the time and saying they You're eat the up all the ice time. Yeah. I'm the first one. Call them that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
says they get up all the ice time and they're the laziest ones. Hence, that's why you get shit can- canned all of those bad, ugly games. It's just them doing it. And then when you kind of take them out of the equation or even out the ice times and you let the rest of the guys play a little bit, holy smokes, all of a sudden, here's the effort level. Here's the engagement. Here's the intensity. Here's the defense. Here's the commitment. Um, I, it's It's hard to argue with that when you look at, I mean, the stats don't really lie. They they are a winning frigging machine when their best players aren't in the lineup. It, it's laughable. It's unbelievable. And I uh, I am not saying don't play the good players or anything, but maybe that's a case for spreading the ice time out a little bit more even, especially when you're talking about burnout and overworking these guys and injuries and Tavares is getting a little older, like, that could make a case for maybe we spread this out. Maybe Bobby McMahon needs to play a little bit more. And I think that is happening when you look at the lineups and, and the opportunities that some guys that are putting the effort forward are getting. So I don't know. At, at the end of the day, same as yesterday, I want this group to realize and to actually sit down and verbalize, see what happens when our backs are against the wall. Why are we 4-0 right now without Morgan Riley? And, and remember, that's without Tavares and Marner for a game two against you know a pretty solid Blues team. You know, verbalize the fact that when this is what it's like when we give effort when we back check when we have a commitment to defense when we simplify when we don't play that high risk hockey and then be like Mitch you know Willie the guys that tend to do it a little too much where they get caught with their pants down sometimes cut that shit out play like all these other guys your skill is beyond anything that anyone could ask for you don't need to play that high risk hockey and have the puck going the other way all the time you're too good for that protect the puck keep it in our hands and you'll get your cookies. And I, it's just the one lesson that they need to learn that they have yet to learn in, in, in quite a few years here. And um, I'm hoping maybe this little period here, it strikes a bit of a match under them saying, yeah, that feels a lot better playing that way. Everyone's still getting their points. Everyone's still kicking ass and the puck's staying out of your net and you're racking off two points all the time. So it's kind of a no brainer to me. Like that's the, that's the formula. Something they call a bit of a killer instinct. I, I've also been trying to quantify the last couple of days. Like, is this streak real? Are the Leafs playing well or are they on the backs of Austin Matthews and Bob McMahon right now? Because I think it's a legitimate question. And I think the other thing to bring up is like the inferior opponents. They took care of Anaheim. What's they're supposed to do? They took care of St. Louis twice. What's they're supposed to do? They beat Philadelphia, who was above them in the standings when they did. But they took care of business. They're a better team than them. I know you you could only control the schedule that's in front of you and they're taking care of business. I just I'm trying to quantify what this means. Like have they turned a corner? Because we talked about this in early January, where I'm like, man, they finally found it. They're doing it. And then they resort back to the norm, right? So uh the the best part about this, I think they're gonna be severely tested over the next couple of weeks. I mentioned Colorado, Vegas twice. Like they got some big time matchups, the Rangers again, like. I like that. You know, I, I I like that when they're playing the top teams because that's been the big story with this team the last couple of years. They're not good against the shit teams, but they're good against the the really good teams, right? Yeah, and and that that hasn't been the case in the last four games. And I I understand what you're saying to a point. I'm not saying these guys are now world beaters and all things are, but I'm just saying you got to give credit where credit is due. And why have they rattled off you know the little sequence here that they have without some of you know, the top end players. And yes, a lot of it is Austin Matthews. You think like who, who knows anything about hockey that's saying, no, that's not playing a part in it. Of course it is. But, mm. you know, you look at it and say, well, hey, our backs were just kind of against the wall. 
we got a bunch of call-ups. We guys, our, our weakest point of our team is our back end. And we got two guys on the back end that there isn't even graphics with their name on the back of the jersey because no one expected them to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. But they're in there during, you know, an eight-point rattle-off, which is a real thing. Now, why does that happen? Because even with their big boys and they can lose to these teams, you think they think they couldn't easily at any point in the season lost to the St. Louis Blues? They were coming off a heater. Don't act like that's an easy one. Um they they've lost to like the ducks and, and these types of teams before. So it's still a part of the process to say you have to show up, you have to work. And they had some adversity with some players in their lineup that weren't expected. And those guys all, you know, buckled up their skates and buckled up their boots and got to work and got the job done. And yes, facilitated by Austin Matthews, hundred percent all the way around. It was a 60 minute top to front. The goaltenders played good. The, the defense played good. The, the the skilled forwards did what they were supposed to. The shutdown guys did. The PK, the PP. It was all great, man. And that just has to continue no matter who you're playing against. But yes, a big test will be against the likes of the Colorado Avalanche, the likes of the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I hope that these guys, once they get everyone back, Morgan Riley back, I guess it's just him left out now. Um, yeah. they're ready to, to hit the pavement hard and, and try to really, you know, take these last. It feels like there's only you know, not that much of a season left. There's still quite a few games, but you want to rattle off the, the last quarter of the season in a really strong way. I mean, that's, that's the only hope going into playoffs is that you're, you're going in hot. The finish line is in sight is what you're trying to say. And that is for sure. And I think this Leafs team has a lot to feel good about. And it's, it's unbelievable to think that they're that close to being full bore as we get closer to the deadline with Riley back with Joseph Wall on the mend, of course, as you mentioned off the top of the, off the pot of uh, the podcast um, conditioning sit with the Marley's. So we'll see when he does return. Maybe it's uh, within a week for Joseph wall. Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year and daily face off. For those of you who smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite your lack of team building skills. Download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab a sweet victory from the mouthwatering jaws of defeat along with some fresh, Never frozen beef. Sign up to play daily face-off to win weekly prizes like the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. So the first of two meetings in eight days, Rosie, with the Arizona Coyotes, the final game of Morgan Raleigh's suspension. Toronto's won four in a row, eight of ten. You look at Arizona, they've been in the dumps for a while, as you mentioned. They've dropped ten in a row, oh nine and one the Alex Kerfoot revenge game. We've been waiting for this one, the first of uh, two in the next uh, week here. Yeah, we'll we'll see if it's his revenge game. I don't know. You literally, I I want to make like a real bet with you. Like I'll shave my head on air if you <laughs> if, if they lose to this team. I think they're past that stuff. Um, I don't. I, I just think they've matured beyond that stuff. And uh, I've got my money firmly on them tonight. I think they're going to be ready to rock. I think Austin's going to get his fiftieth, and uh, I think they should blow that garbage team right out of their garbage arena tonight. It's going to be uh, sweet. So I, I don't have any reason to believe that they're going to have a hiccup like they've had in the past against a lower level team, especially when they're hot and the Coyotes are as cold as they are. Mention the uh, the number for Austin Matthews to get number 50. Again, Mullet Arena in front of family and friends, uh, minus 140. So a very juice price. But again, when a guy scored seven goals in the past three games and uh, two of which were back-to-back Hatties, you understand and comprehend why that is the case. And I think the storyline just writes itself, right? The fact that he has 49 goals, another game back home with a chance to get 50. I just, I'm with you. I don't see a scenario where he doesn't score 50 in this game, you know? Well, if you look at how many goals he's scored and how many games, I mean, the percentages sure. are that he's most games, like the mass, mass majority of games, he scores a goal and he's never been hotter than he is right now. So 
playing that team like that and they're on their heels and he's as hot as could be. I don't even think that price is juiced at that. I'm jumping on it, to be honest with you. He scores at will lately. It's insane. People want me to take the bet, by the way, that you shave your head if the Leafs lose this Oh, game. yeah, I can't actually I can't actually do that. I have a misshapen head, so I'm not doing that. But I don't know. We'll think of something like, maybe I'll massage you on live air or something like that. I don't that. want your hands anywhere close to me. That's exactly how I feel. But I, I think we just want to stay optimistic and positive about this Leafs team, where this... Could be a trap game, but we're not going to think that way. So an Alex Kerfoot revenge game. I'm not sure they've indicated who's going to start this game. Obviously, they're um, desert time, so two hours behind. So I guess we'll find out who starts. Who would it be for you? Would it be Jones or Samsonov, knowing there's uh, the back-to-back? You got Vegas tomorrow night. Yeah, I know. Tough. I I wouldn't mind throwing Jones this game. I mean, he's been solid for you. Like we talked about at the beginning of the show, he deserves... uh, he deserves his full paycheck right now. He's done everything we've asked for him from him at the beginning of the year. He was that insurance guy who has given us the insurance and bailed us out. Who knows where we'd be in the standings had we not got him or had we lost him on waivers somehow without some of that nice contract trickery they had going on. So give him a shot against these guys. It could be his last game, maybe of the season for all we know. And then you got <laughs> Sammy, you know, who's got to be your your bigger guy here and, and your lead guy right now until Wall comes back and you see where he's at. But you got to give him uh, probably the shot against Vegas, I think. So uh, maybe they'll go Sammy back to back, though. I don't know, but I, I wouldn't be against giving Jones a shot here tonight at all. Some folks in the chat requesting maybe an eyebrow um, notch, maybe just taking a bit off the eyebrows at the least lose this game. <laughs> a notch. We'll talk about <laughs> yeah. it. We'll see. <clears throat> Poor Cuddy's waiting in the poor Cuddy's waiting in the weeds here. We got to get to this guy. Yeah, you, you better not. You better not lose this game, right? You better not lose this game. Uh, that's for sure. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following interview is brought to you by friends over at Battlegrounds Axe Throwing Unlock, the ultimate birthday party team building event. Or have a great date night with your significant other to find a location and book an outing today. Go to battlegrounds.com. That's B-A-T-L grounds.com. Happy to bring in today's guest, an absolute legend. It's the man himself, Chris Cuthbert. CC, how are you? Thanks so much for doing this today. 
I'm good. Uh, all I can say is uh, leave the head shaving to me, Jay. So uh, good to be with you, you two guys. If I had a beautiful top of my head like that, I would rock it too, Chris. But I don't. not exactly I a choice on my, my my part. But uh, yeah, looking forward to tonight. But uh, better have the golf hat going over to the mullet today because uh, it's another beautiful day in the in the desert. It is. Uh, I'm sure it is. And thank you so much for doing this. Uh, looking forward to this one, obviously, in Austin Matthews. Uh, what's it been like to sort of be there the last couple of years as you're obviously witnessing greatness here? Yeah, it is special. And you're always thinking of uh, how do we make this sound different or whatever, because it's just uh, it, it, it's it, it's a throwback to the old days when uh, I, I mean, when I was younger, we used to get used to, uh, you know, Gretzky scoring 90 or Brett Hull scoring 80 and Mario in the 80s. But uh, I honestly thought all of that had gone away and that we weren't going to see this prolific uh, goal scoring anymore. I mean, it's unbelievable to me that uh, uh, not always on pace for 70, but nobody is among active players have scored even uh, beyond 65 that Ovechkin had. So, uh, so now that we're talking 70, 75, and I know his glove says 80, I don't know what that means, but, uh, wow. uh, but it's, it's uh, beyond what I expected. And, um, and, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no kidding. It's, I agree with you, like coming in the last 10 years, I mean, the goaltenders are so big. Um, it's just the, the defense is so strong. The guys are so strong and they're so athletic and they're so fast and they're positioning. It's just, it was so hard to score for a while there that they basically had to open the game up trying to get more scoring going. And now it's, it's basically come to fruition. And I just can't believe the way that these guys are scoring and, and the big boys like Austin Matthews in particular, it's, it's wild. What, what do you do to prepare for a game, especially when you're when you have something like this on the horizon? Obviously, it's pretty obvious what we're looking at tonight. But there's so many times I, I listen to you guys in your play by play. You have the stats coming off left, right and center. I know people are handing you papers and stuff, but you must have a pregame routine where you you kind of go over some things. And what are the potential storylines and whatnot? Do you have a routine that you stick to? Oh yeah, I've, I've. In fact, I was going to get up just before you put me on. I was going to get my game sheet because I, you know, I'm always crunching numbers, especially the numbers when you've got a guy like Matthews are are particularly fun to uh, to number crunch and and uh, to see where he's going and and to, if if he scores uh, one in the game, what does the pace change to? And if he scores two or whatever, and and uh, I mean the fact, what is it? Uh, I think it's 35 in the last 32. It's just, um, you know, it's, huh. it's you know, now. And also remember, I, I believe now I don't keep track of these, but somebody else does, but uh, he has hit poster crossbar 15 times and, and they didn't count three times when he went uh, around the world there uh, a few games back. So uh, I, I mean, think of where he might've been. Uh, it's, it, it is mind boggling. And uh, um, I know we don't want to get ahead of ourselves and it's so long, but you, you, you look, Look at the trajectory and you think, man, he, he if he stays healthy, he can be with Ovechkin in 10 years. And, and that's uh, beyond what I might have considered a few years ago. And, and and I think a few other people have mentioned this. When he came into the league, we knew he was going to be a star. But I don't think we knew exactly what kind of player he was going to be. And I don't know if anybody in, in 2016 – even after the four goal first game, did, did anybody say this guy is going to be one of the all time great goal scorers? I think we all knew superstar, but top five 
goal scorer of all time. Uh, it seems likely now. It, I'm not sure it was obvious uh, five, six years ago. It's funny you say that because I was thinking about that the other day. I was talking to a couple of buddies and I'm like, I remember when they drafted Austin Matthews is like a lot of people were excited. I remember we had a little get together where the draft lottery took place and all the buddies, everybody's fired up. But it's like, I don't think I could have foreseen a scenario where it's like this guy scores every game. And I'm happy you brought up Ovechkin. I think the longevity is obviously what's going to set Ovechkin apart from others. Like, that's the big thing for me is like, yeah, Matthews can score potentially 70 in a year, which is crazy. But how long can he do it? Can he do it 10 to 15 years is my question, right? It, it is a good question. And and that's, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll find out. But for now, he, he's already ahead of that tra- trajectory. You know, when he came into the league, I hate to be an old guy, but I love to throw out the old names. Uh, uh, you know, I when I first saw him, I thought Phil Esposito. Um, because Espo was one of those guys, when he got in the slot, it was automatic. And the reason I bring him up now is, so I started looking the other day at how many 70 goal scorers won the heart. And if you get to 70, is it an automatic? And uh, Espo was the first guy to get to 70 in the, uh, in the 70, 71 season. And he didn't win the heart, but there was a guy named Orr playing with him. So there was a, mm-hmm. there was a, a reason for that, but I got away from that comparison, but I, I find that, you know, I keep coming back to it because Espo, um, he was hard to pin down on what type of player he was, but you knew when he got in the slot and they and Orr got him the puck, it was in the back of the net. And and so that comparable, I think, remains. Big center, uh, bigger and stronger than most guys he's playing against. And so, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of comparables, and maybe, maybe there aren't any other comparables, but uh, I still kind of like the Espo one. Yeah, and I just think that these guys are kind of playing a different hockey. I attribute a lot of it to the sticks. I mean, I've put one of those new sticks in the hand. I mean, I remember being 14 years old using an Easton stick that's 110 flex that not one kid in the world has any business having that in their hands. And now these full-grown men are using 65 flexes and it's the way they shoot the puck and the placement, like they're on their back they're on their back foot with their weight nowhere near where it, you know, you're traditionally told to shoot from. And, and they're they're getting this thing off in a way that I've never seen before. Sometimes it's just the placement that's perfect, and I don't think you can find anyone that's as good at that as Austin Matthews. He can he he can score from anywhere with like one timers. He never dusts that thing off. The puck is gone and off his stick before the goalie even knows where what's going on. Let alone the defenseman in front. It's just it's it's on another level. And yeah, I don't know if it's because he's from Arizona or people weren't paying attention to him as much uh, throughout that draft year. But he has come on the scene and, you know, he is the absolute front runner. The only one I could see that might have that much of a hype is Bedard. And is he is he hyped up too much? He's kind of the opposite of Austin. Everyone has expectations galore for him. Um, he's doing very well to keep up to them. But Austin didn't really have that. And he's able to just blow the doors off the league and say, no, no, I'm I'm one of these special guys. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you I, I want to ask you, because uh, have you seen a guy change the angle of in 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 his process of shooting like like Matthews. I mean, we've seen great shooters in the past. I mean, you can name any number of them. Mike Bossy probably at the top of the list, but uh, uh, with Bedard seems to be mimicking a little bit the style of Matthews, that ability to in tight and from different spots change the direction, the angle of the shot, and maybe that's what's giving the goaltender so much trouble. 
Yeah, the only one I can think of that would be even comparable who I think's way ahead of his time was Phil Kessel. And he used a really whippy stick. And you can see pictures of him when he leans on like even a snapshot that thing's in a bow. But he just said, I like to just load the stick up on the ice and then just let it retract. And, and it does the work for me. And that's what all these kids are doing. And I feel like when they get that puck, it's already loaded up. That thing's flexed and they can just kind of pivot and drag as they wish because it's not that strong of a stick. It's got a lot of flex to it. And, and they change the angle so quickly and in stride and not even on balance or front foot, back foot. It doesn't matter. It's it's really incredible. And I think the stick manufacturers have made something that has never been made before. And these kids and their talent have just taken it and they've just gone to the moon. And it's it's fun to watch. I feel bad for goalies because I thought goalies had the edge for for quite a while there when I was playing. They're so big. Guys can't seem to beat them. You got to it's just a different way to score. And nowadays guys are beating them from up at the top of the circles with clear vision. It's, it's incredible what they're doing. So super fun to watch. And I'm glad we got one of those guys on our team. Yeah. He can score from distance, but he scores in tight too. And and you, you mentioned sometimes we get stats guys helping us out. And uh, the other in Monday in St. Louis, he hits the post on a backhand. And I was kind of wondering, well, how, how many, how many backhand goals have we seen from him this year? And uh, uh, Jason Murdoch, my statistician, couple minutes later, hands me a sheet, six backhand goals. And I'm thinking, really? He's six <laughs> of those too. I mean, they, he scored every, every way possible. Yeah. And I always say this, I, I like to pinch myself and live in the moment and, and understand and comprehend. I'm witnessing greatness. As you know, I got to cover the team uh, a couple of years back with Gord Stelic and that was just a blast. Cause again, every game he was scoring then, but I was going to ask you too, like, do you, how, how do you, do you prep for milestone goals? Like, the one thing I've realized with your illustrious career, like you hit everything like the, the golden goal, the, the all did, did you see that's like, is there preparation? Like how, how does your mind filter when, when making these amazing calls? Well, you, th- you think about what uh, I always find that, uh, you know, these are great moments. You just want to frame them properly. The, the masterpiece is on the wall and, and any frame will do, but uh, if you get the right frame, it, it makes it even stand out a little bit more. So, uh, um, you know, I think about numbers and sayings with numbers and, uh, uh, I, I actually bounced one off my son the other day and he, he vetoed that pretty quick. And I wasn't, I, I bounced it off him because I wasn't sure either. So, uh, uh, you know, we won't get into 50 shades of greatness, uh, tonight, I don't think, but, um, uh, uh, but yeah, you're always thinking about something. This might be a little easier because of where we are. So, um, you know, I, I, it's a special moment. It's an honor. It's a privilege to be, kind of uh rinkside and and even having your your soundtrack on special moments so uh i was fired up for 60 i gotta tell you i uh i i missed uh, his 50th goal i think that was on uh, tsn and then uh uh we got COVID in in florida right before he broke the leaf record and i'm thinking man he scored 55 goals I've probably called 40 of them and here's two of the milestone goals and I'm, I'm sitting watching at home and that kind of, uh, so when it got to, uh, 58 in the final, our final telecast, I, I just thought, uh, tonight, tonight I'm, I'm hoping for it. And I, I almost got a little too excited because I think I called the goal before it went in, but, uh, uh, that's easier to do with Matthews because when he's alone in the slot, you're pretty sure it's going in. <laughs> exactly. What do you, what are your thoughts as we're coming up, uh, on this Alex Kerfoot revenge game. And I mean, it's kind of been a theme this year. We're giving these player tributes to these very, very 
average players. I mean, I guess it happens during the the TV timeout for the most part, so you don't have to be involved. But do you find yourself wondering what are you supposed to say about you know trying to make a huge deal out of something average? I mean, these guys probably can't even expect the tribute going back to a team where they played a handful of games with. Do you find it odd that they're doing that? Is that just the PR side of the the organizations trying to make something for the fans to look at? Yeah, I, we, we've kind of got a rule or, uh, you know, unwritten that we don't usually show it unless it's an obvious. Um, uh, I, uh, I know it, it probably bothers Craig Simpson more than me. So when the eight ball <laughs> thing went up, I kind of give him an elbow uh, in the booth. Uh, uh, although, you know what? I mean, I keep reading about video tributes. I, I didn't see any video for, for Pierre Engvall. I just saw his you know, his picture on the, on the scoreboard, but uh, I was watching an Arizona game uh, uh, about a month ago. And Matt McConnell, who does the play-by-play for the Coyotes was quoting uh, uh, Andre Turney about how Sheldon Keith had given such a, um, uh, a positive review and, and let uh, Turney know he was getting a, he was getting a really valuable player at Alex Kerfoot. So uh, I, I know that, Kerfoot was valued probably more in the room and in the coaching office than he was by the fans. Um, I, you know, clearly the Leafs moved on and that was not a bad decision. Um, and Kerfoot as you know, I'm looking at the stats and I'm thinking it's, it's, it's the same Alex Kerfoot, uh, uh, his numbers in Arizona are what they were with, with the Leafs. Um, and I always thought he was going to be a better player. I mean, he, he scored 19 in his rookie year with, with the uh, Avalanche, mm-hmm. and you thought there might be something more there. And when we saw the 51-point season a couple of years back and thought it, it you know, maybe that would, uh, uh, would uh, spill over into the next year and maybe make him a more valuable third-line guy, but uh, it, it just didn't happen in, in Toronto. But um, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of Leaf players that will be uh, happy to see him tonight. Let's not forget uh, Sean Dersey either, right? Playing the Maple Leafs once again. Uh, just to wrap, uh, Mullet Arena. Have you called the game there before? I have not. We missed it last year. We uh, we had travel issues and couldn't get there. So it, it huh. it's been it's been on my list. I think it's my 59th rink or 60th. I gotta I gotta check that. But uh, I was so. Uh, I know Jay's not too happy about it, but I I, uh, I even walked over last night just to check out what what it's going to be like, and, uh, and and I will tell you this: it looks like one of the better junior rinks in, in uh, on the circuit. But uh, anyway, for the fans in there tonight, and there were still tickets available, which tells you probably everything you need to know about oh Arizona hockey. God. That's uh, which is hard to believe. But if you have a ticket in there, it's like you've got a platinum seat. It's uh, it, oh. it'd be a pretty good place to watch a milestone. Game. Game. Yeah, maybe all maybe all the teams should go down to five thousand seats. Oh my god! If if you've been to fifty or sixty ranks in the league, that tells me that you've been to some of the greats in the past. And I I feel sorry that you've done games in those buildings, and now you have to do one in this one tonight. So we'll be thinking about you. Yeah, far cry from the Montreal Forum and uh, Chicago Stadium and Maple Leaf Gardens. No that's for sure. Kidding. Oh, oh, that's awful. CC, thank you so much for this. Have a great call tonight. Okay. Good to be with you guys. And uh, I'll, again, I'll take care of the head shaving. So <laughs> appreciate the take time. Bye bye. One of the absolute best, uh, Chris Cuthbert with Sports Center and Hockey Night in Canada. And uh, yeah, so maybe he covers that portion of it for you because the bet is strong. A lot of people asking for it in the chat. We got to determine what it's going to be. But again, so thankful of Chris to drop by. He just had so many amazing calls. Like, 
I don't know. When I when I think great goals, obviously you think Bob Cole, but you think Chris Cuthbert too, and just what he's done specifically the last 25, 30 years, I mean, really is incredible. And I, I think that's kind of cool. Like I agree with you guys, Mullet Arena, it's an absolute joke. Do you think Austin Matthews envisioned as a kid growing up there? He's like, you know what? I'm going to score number 50 in a barn with 4,700 people. Probably not, but how, I think how, it is not, kind of exotic. Go ahead. It's not even sold out. Like, I know. are you you can't even sell that piece of shit out. Oh, God, that's embarrassing, man. I've played in front of more people in junior, in the freaking college, in the American <laughs> League, and the National Hockey League with its chest out saying, we're one of the big four, has got this dump they can't even fill up. Put a nuke <laughs> on that place and freaking move on to a more worthy city of hockey fans, for Christ's sakes. Go down there to golf. That'll be fun. Use the sun and this everything about it. I absolutely love Phoenix. Obviously not for hockey. It's been how long, guys? Give it up, Gary, you stubborn old bastard. Sorry. The two things that Jay Rosal hates and goes on rants on probably two, three times a year on this podcast, the Arizona Coyotes and LeBron James. This guy hates LeBron James. You haven't talked about him in a while. You didn't comment on the All-Star game of the weekend, by the way. Did you watch that piece of shit? The NBA, the NBA one? Dude, they, like, it, I don't even know what to explain it. It was like going to the YMCA, and that was their All-Star game. Like, it was worse than the NHL All-Star game. I, I You couldn't pay me to watch it, but I did see a clip or something of them asking if LeBron was going to have a farewell tour, and he said, I don't know. I haven't thought too much about it. I'm just not, I'm just not comfortable getting praise. <laughs> no, 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 dude, he said 50-50. He said because they ask him if you're going to do a farewell tour, he said 50-50 chance. What 50, what 50. 50 side would you take? I know what I would take. Oh, my God. Let him just – I mean, it, it's too bad because, like, phenomenal basketball player, like one of yeah. the one of the greats. It's an argument over whether he is or not. I think that's an easy argument. But um, <laughs> I don't do well getting praise. You only do well praising yourself. I've heard you pump your own tires more than any other athlete on the planet. You have the chosen one tattered across your back. You have gifted child tattooed across your front. <laughs> and you're going to say you are you don't really you feel awkward getting praise. You're not a humble guy. Shut your mouth, buddy. We're the worst athlete ever as a human being. I know our producer Vic is uh, relatively green to doing this podcast with us, although I know he's listened since we started a year and a half ago, so you know quite a bit about these rosy rants about LeBron James. They're so random, but they're so damn good. Let's look now at the uh, standings here in the Atlantic Division, a weekly look here on Least One and Take on Wednesdays normally. The following uh, is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers. Get custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program and Unbeatable Pricing Policy. For more information, go to CharmDiamondCenters.com. And that's all LeBron's looking for is diamonds and rings, man. That's all That's all that matters. That's all that matters. I actually saw a story at the NBA trade deadline that uh, Golden State actually broached um, LeBron's side, his agency, everything, about going to Golden State to try to chase a, a championship. And he said, no, I don't think so. I don't he think ha- so. He, ha- he has to team up with... <laughs> the big boys to get a ring. He can't do it himself. He proved that time and time again. I think you he, go he to, did in Cleveland. He did in When Cleveland. you go play, fuck it, when you go and play in <laughs> Chicago and it's just like, bam, 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 like three in a row. And then there's a little break. What happened there? Oh, he, Jordan went to play baseball that year. Oh, he came back this year. Bam, bam, bam. Just rattles him off like an absolute joke. He made everyone around him better. You think he wanted to go play with Larry Bird? Like, smart enough. What a loser, man. Like, make it. 
move on. I'm sorry. We're off the rails here. Okay. The Atlantic division standings. You got Florida at 78 points. They went again last night. They beat Ottawa in OT. You got Boston at 77. They got the Oilers tonight. I like the under in that game, by the way, Oilers and Bruins. Then you have the Leafs at 68. Um, I think you talk about home ice next. It's crazy how much uh, things can change in a week. The Leafs now three points up on Tampa with three games in hand. When you talk about positioning for the standings, it just changes so quickly. The lightning have been struggling lately. Yeah, that's nice. You have that little cushion in the, in the, in the point standing. And at first glance, you're like, okay, but what do they got on us? And then we have three in hand. It's, it's a nice cushion could go away in a hurry. You get on a little slide and they get hot, but uh, it's nice not to be looking around going, what the hell is this situation going to be? Are we going to be fighting the last, you know, five, six, seven games trying to, you know, get into a better position, but looks a little healthier right now. Um, that'll, that'll help when, you know, your, one of your rivals goes on a skid and you go on a four game heater. So it's looking better, but I mean, I don't really care who we face. Like, would you rather face Boston or would you rather face Florida? Like I'm not even totally sure you got that we want Florida. Day. remember that we want Florida we want Florida <laughs> and they got yeah, that didn't, shit kicked that by didn't Florida work. Yeah. yeah it was what it is but yeah I don't know just <laughs> I don't want to start talking playoffs but I could not be more excited for the playoffs I am uh I've got a new lease on things for them right now and uh I just want them to play strong and not have those baffling hiccup skids the rest of the season like just you don't have to win every game nobody does but just put together solid outings, be in the fight every time. Just don't, don't play that embarrassing brand of hockey. That's just head scratching, frustrating for the, for the entire Leafs nation, the rest of the way, like know what your identity is a little bit and lead with it. And and I think if you do that, you'll be happy with the outcome and, and fans will be, you know, pleased to be on board with you for the rest of the ride here. If you can just stay away from that embarrassing stuff. Uh, I got, I got a positive outlook. I like it. I love it. And as long as you stay uh, attached and locked right here on Leafs Morning Take, that's all we quite frankly care about at the Leafs Station 401. The Botano Wrap-Up presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Major announcement. Botano is the official partner of Copa America 2024, taking the beautiful game to new heights in the Americas. Join Botano on their journey of passion, unity, and unforgettable football moments. It's the Leafs. It's the Arizona Coyotes. Unity. We talked about Austin Matthews' anytime goal at minus 140. Maybe you find more value in Matthews over a goal. So two goals or three goals. Maybe you're looking at plus money. I would look at the shot prop. Um, I think Alex Kerfoot's going to get a point in this game. Maybe even Sean Dursey. I, I, I think it's going to be a chaotic and wild game. I just had that feel. And I remember conversations we've had where it's like the Leafs are going to kill Arizona and then they don't kill Arizona. I think it's going to be a close game. I hope the Leafs win. Yeah, I'm not expecting an 8-1 blowout or anything like that, but I think they'll handle them mightily. And I think they're not going to have a problem with them because they're going to put the hammer down. You're going to have a problem with any team in this league if you go into it nonchalantly. It is not a Bush league, you guys. Even the Arizona Bush League Coyotes can win games and rattle them off. And when a team comes into town and doesn't take them seriously and doesn't think they have to work and try and do all those details that lead to wins that are proven, you're going to struggle and you're going to probably lose. And the Leafs have done exactly that more than once. They've been a little better with it this year, I could say, but uh, they go in there and they just play their brand of hockey. They will handle these guys just fine. And I am betting on it. What are we going to do? You still Mario Cartwright's in Mario Cartwright's in Bet Your Hair Rosie. 
see what happens. My hair. Oh, well. What if it doesn't grow back? I got these lumps <laughs> back here. <laughs> that ain't happening, boys. But uh, I don't know. Are you still taking Arizona? You said that yesterday. You seem to have wavered. Yeah, I put money on Arizona. I'm just trying to be positive because people call me too negative on this podcast. But again, I wasn't kidding yesterday. Like this is a defining moment in the Leaf season. This will prove or start to prove for me that they're a different team than they were a fucking week ago. Like we we can't lose sight of that, people. I know people call me negative on this podcast. A week ago, we were talking about the se- this team in the same light. Were they going to make the playoffs? Riley got suspended. They lost to fucking Ottawa. They got killed by Ottawa. Now, all of a sudden, a week later, they're the best team in the league again. I just can't buy that. They've, they've, they've let us grown. down way too many times. They've grown so much. <laughs> they've grown. What have they grown from? What have they grown from? Experiences in life. Okay, well. No, I don't think they're going to drop this one. I understand why you think that. But um, they're just, I don't know. The, the last handful of games has just been more solid. And I think, they're, I think they've figured out what they are. And I would never bet them to lose against this dog shit team. So how about a friendly $20? shake yeah but how does that make sense like the Leafs are the overwhelming favorite and i'm betting on the, <laughs> I, I on the dog yeah. i knew you'd want odds i knew you'd want odds fair enough you're not <laughs> gonna okay. lose it'll be a friendly bet friendly bet and we'll just keep that in mind moving forward it, it is what Mark it is my words i'll do my i'll do i'll do the show topless tomorrow if they lose <laughs> yeah you can see jay's uh farmer stand from from mexico okay rosie we'll leave it at that Enjoy the game. I am disappointed about the start time, 10 Eastern for that one, but fuck. Ouch. I guess I'll drink some coffee. It's, I'm up anyways. I watch hockey all night long. I so know I'll, you are. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird being on Eastern time right now because I'm used to getting yeah. all of, you know, the stuff about the show at a certain time, which is late for you. And I'm sitting there going, oh, it's bedtime. And you're like, still just, you're like, no, I'm, I'm still up late here, buddy. So um, good on you. Looking forward to tonight. Looking forward to tomorrow. I'll see you there. Hopefully my tarp's still on. Dave writes in, just to wrap, this is why Shani gave you the death stare, Nick. That is very true at All-Star Weekend. We locked eyes. He looked at me like he knew something, and then I walked away. I'm sorry. <laughs> just call it as I see it. Hopefully it's a Maple Leafs victory. We'll be back on Thursday to talk, talk about it and chat about it at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. Many thanks to producer Vic. That's Jay Rosell. I'm Nick Alberga. Talk on Thursday. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.